and welcome to Move Forth with Grace. I'm so glad you're here to immerse yourself into God's Word and to open your heart to His lessons today so that the wisdom of God can move through you and into the lives of those around you and continue in generations to come. Welcome, welcome. Today's podcast is brought to you by Neverbands. These are medical freedom bracelets I created for adults and children. I teamed with a medical ID jewelry company in Texas so that you can equip yourself and your family against any unethical enforcement of any experimental injection that might come your way, no matter what. So, by wearing these medical freedom bracelets, we can band together to preserve our medical freedom. Get yours today at www.neverbands.shop. It is also brought to you by the Move Forth brand. On my website, you can find tips on freedom, health, and grace and ways that I might be helpful to you and your family. And that might just be simply through a prayer request. And those aren't simple, actually. I don't even know why I say simply, right? Praying with someone is very powerful. So if you are in need of someone to pray with you, please go ahead and send me an email. I'd be happy to do that with you and for you. I'm reading my, excuse me, my website, just in case uh, you need that. It's www.move-forth.com. I'm also reading from the Founders Bible. It is a New American Standard Bible. It does include historical documents from the Founders era. Truly is a beautiful Bible for your home, for your family, and you can get one at www.foundersbible.com. I'm also following the five-day Bible reading plan, and you can download and print a copy if you'd like to follow along at www. Dot five day Bible reading dot com. Today is day 192. And if you just happen to click on this episode because you found this uh, podcast today, welcome, right? Welcome. We are reading the Bible in a year, but that doesn't mean that you have to stop this episode. Absolutely not. You're welcome to just continue from here and go to the end of the year, make an intention to be in God's word five days a week until the end of the year this year. And then go back and pick up on all the episodes before that to do your year experience of reading the Bible. Or you can just stop this episode right here, right now. Declare that today is the first day that you are going to start reading a Bible in a year. And you can go to the day one episode and get started right now. Right? It's really that simple. We don't need to wait until a certain date to start something like January 1st. Um, I think that puts a lot of pressure on a lot of people. And it sets us up for, for failure, to be quite honest with you. So... I'm just glad you're here, and I know that um, if you continue with this, you will find absolute transformation from God. Yes, not from me, from God. If you've been here since the beginning, thank you so much. Thank you for making that commitment to be in God's Word, to, to open up to Him transforming you and your heart and your life, right? I mean, it's, I'm just so glad that you are here. So thank you so much. All right. Well, today we're going to be reading Zephaniah, Psalm 74, and 2 Corinthians 8. So let's go ahead and see what Zephaniah is all about. He is a contemporary of Jeremiah, and this book was written around 630 BC. And here is the purpose. This book, though brief, is comprehensive, embracing two great themes of the prophets, calling the people of Judah to account for their unbelief, immorality, and abusive behavior towards others, and calling them to repentance with the promise of God's unfailing love and his plan to bring a remnant home from exile to a restored and joyful nation. Those two words are hard to say together. 
Zephaniah comes boldly declaring the reality that there is a great and terrible day of the Lord coming, a day of wrath, a day of trouble and ruin. The guilty will be judged and they are doomed. Thus, we are to seek the Lord, seek righteousness, seek humility. That would be enough to terrify anyone, but that was not the point of Zephaniah's words. His words bring hope. His words are meant to draw us into relationship. We need not be afraid, for when God comes, he also comes to purify. Truth and humility will win the day. Though God is a righteous judge, he is about to come into our midst as a victorious warrior. He will shout over us with joy, and he will quiet us and our fears with his love. The Book of Zephaniah, Chapter 1 Day of Judgment on Judah The word of the Lord, which came to Zephaniah, son of Cushi, son of Gedaliah, son of Amariah, son of Hezekiah, in the days of Josiah, son of Ammon, king of Judah. I will completely remove all things from the face of the earth, declares the Lord. I will remove man and beast. I will remove the birds of the sky and the fish of the sea and the ruins along with the wicked. And I will cut off man from the face of the earth, declares the Lord. So I will stretch out my hand against Judah and against all the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And I will cut off the remnant of Baal from its, from this place and the names of the idolatrous priests along with the priests and those who bow down on the housetops to the host of heaven and those who bow down and swear to the Lord and yet swear by Milcom and those who have turned back from following the Lord and those who have not sought the Lord or inquired of him be silent before the Lord God for the day of the Lord is near for the Lord has prepared a sacrifice he has consecrated his guests then it will come about on the day of the Lord's sacrifice that I will punish the princes the king's sons and all who clothe themselves with foreign garments and I will punish on that day all who leap on the temple threshold, who fill the house of their Lord with violence and deceit. On that day, declares the Lord, there will be the sound of a cry from the fish gate, a wail from the second quarter, and a loud crash from the hills. Wail, O inhabitants of the mortar, for all the people of Canaan will be silenced. All who weigh out silver will be cut off. It will come about at that time that I will search Jerusalem with lamps, and I will punish the men who are stagnant in spirit, who say in their hearts, the Lord will not do good or evil. Moreover, their wealth will become plunder and their houses desolate. Yes, they will build houses, but not inhabitant, inhabit them, and plant vineyards, but not drink their wine. Near is the great day of the Lord, near and coming very quickly. Listen, the day of the Lord, and the warrior cries out bitterly. A day of wrath is that day, a day of trouble and distress, a day of destruction and desolation, a day of darkness and gloom. A day of clouds and thick darkness, a day of trumpet and battle cry against the fortified cities and the high corner towers. I will bring distress on men so that they will walk like the blind because they have sinned against the Lord and their blood will be poured out like dust and their flesh like dung. Neither their silver nor their gold will be able to deliver them on the day of the Lord's wrath and all the earth will be devoured in the fire of his jealousy for he will make a complete end. Indeed, a terrifying one of all the inhabitants of the earth. Judgments on Judah's Enemies, Chapter 2. Gather yourselves together. Yes, gather, O nation, without shame. Before the decree takes effect, the day passes like the chaff. Before the burning anger of the Lord comes upon you. Before the day of the Lord's anger comes upon you. Seek the Lord, all you humble of the earth, who have carried out his ordinances. Seek righteousness. Seek humility. Perhaps you will be hidden in the day of the Lord's anger, for Gaza will be abandoned and Ashkelon a desolation. 
Ashdod will be driven out at noon, and Ekron will be uprooted. Woe to the inhabitants of the seacoast, the nation of the Cherethites. The word of the Lord is against you, O Canaan, land of the Philistines, and I will destroy you, so that there will be no inhabitant. So the seacoast will be pastures, with calves for shepherds and folds for flocks. And the coast will be for the remnant of the house of Judah. They will pasture on it. In the houses of Ashkelon, they will lie down at, at evening. For the Lord their God will care for them and restore their fortune. I have heard the taunting of Moab and the revelings of the sons of Ammon, with which they have taunted my people, and become arrogant against their territory. Therefore, as I live, declares the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, surely Moab will be like Sodom and the sons of Ammon like Gomorrah, a place possessed by nettles and salt pits and a perpetual desolation. The remnant of my people will plunder them, and the remainder of my nation will inherit them. This they will have in return for their pride, because they have taunted and become arrogant against the people of the Lord of hosts. The Lord will be terrifying to them, for he will starve all the gods of the earth, and all the coastlands of the nations will bow down to him, everyone from his own place. You also, O Ethiopians, will be slain by my sword, and he will stretch out his hand against the north, and destroy Assyria, and he will make Nineveh a desolation, parched like the wilderness. Flocks will lie down in their midst, and all beasts which, re- which range in herds, both the pelican and the hedgehog, will lodge in the, in the tops of her pillars. Birds will sing in the window. Desolation will be on the threshold, for he has laid bare the cedar work. This is the exultant city, which dwells securely, who says in her heart, I am and there is no one besides me. How she has become a desolation, a resting place for beasts. Everyone who passes by her will hiss and wave his hand in contempt. Chapter 3. Woe to Jerusalem and the nations. Woe to her who is rebellious and defiled, the tyrannical city. She heeded no voice. She accepted no instruction. She did not trust in the Lord. She did not draw near to her God. Her princes with her are roaring lions. Her judges are wolves at evening. They leave nothing for the morning. Her prophets are reckless, treacherous men. Her priests have profaned the sanctuary. They have done violence to the law. The Lord is righteous within her. He will do no injustice. Every morning he brings his justice to light. He does not fail. But the unjust knows no shame. I have cut off nations. Their corner towers are in ruins. I have made their streets desolate, with no one passing by. Their cities are laid waste, without a man, without an inhabitant. I said, surely you will revere me, accept instruction, so her dwelling will not be cut off, according to all that I have appointed concerning her. But they were eager to corrupt all their deeds. Therefore, wait for me, declares the Lord, for the day when I rise up as a witness. Indeed, my decision is to gather nations, to assemble kingdoms, to pour out on them my indignation, all my burning anger, for all the earth will be devoured by the fire of my zeal. For then I will give to the peoples purified lips, that all of them may call on the name of the Lord, to serve him shoulder to shoulder, from beyond the rivers of Ethiopia. My worshippers, my dispersed ones, will bring my offerings. In that day you will feel no shame because of all your deeds, by which you have rebelled against me. For then I will remove from your midst your proud exulting ones, and you will never again be haughty on my holy mountain. A remnant of Israel. But I will leave among you a humble and lowly people, and they will take refuge in the name of the Lord. The remnant of Israel will do no wrong and tell no lies, nor will a deceitful tongue be found in their mouths. For they will feed and lie down with no one to make them tremble. 
Shout for joy, O daughter of Zion. Shout in triumph, O Israel. Rejoice and exult with all your heart, O daughter of Jerusalem. The Lord has taken away his judgments against you. He has cleared away your enemies. The King of Israel, the Lord, is in your midst. You will fear disaster no more. In that day it will be said to Jerusalem, Do not be afraid, O Zion. Do not let your hands fall limp. The Lord your God is in your midst, a victorious victorious warrior. He will exult over you with joy. He will be quiet in his love. He will rejoice over you with shouts of joy. I will gather those who grieve about the appointed feasts. They came from you, O Zion. The reproach of exile is a burden on them. Behold, I am going to deal at that time with all the oppressors. I will save the lame and gather the outcast, and I will turn their shame into praise and renown in all the earth. At that time I will bring you in, even at the time when I gather you together. Indeed, I will give you renown and praise among all the people of the earth when I restore your fortunes before your eyes, says the Lord. Psalm 74, an appeal against the devastation of the land by the enemy, a masquil of Asaph. O God, you have, excuse me, O God, why have you rejected us forever? Why does your anger smoke against the sheep of your pasture? Remember your congregation, which you have purchased of old, which you have redeemed to be the tribe of your inheritance, and this Mount Zion, where you have dwelt. Turn your footsteps toward the perpetual ruins. The enemy has damaged everything within the sanctuary. Your adversaries have roared in the midst of your meeting place. They have set up their own standards for signs. It seems it seems as if one had lifted up his axe in a forest of trees, and now all its carved work they smash with hatchet and hammers. They have burned your sanctuary to the ground. They have defiled the dwelling place of your name. They said their heart They said in their heart, let us completely subdue them. They have burned all the meeting places of God in the land. We do not see our signs. There is no longer any prophet, nor is there any among us who knows how long. How long, O God, will the adversary revile and the enemy spurn your name forever? Why do you withdraw your hand, even your right hand, from within your bosom? Destroy them. Yet God is my king from of old, who works deeds of deliverance in the midst of the earth. You divided the sea by your strength. You broke the heads of the sea monsters in the waters. You crushed the heads of Leviathan. You gave him as food for the creatures of the wilderness. You broke open springs and torrents. You dried up ever-flowing streams. Yours is the day. Yours also is the night. You have prepared the light and the sun. You have established all the boundaries of the earth. You have made summer and winter. Remember this, O Lord, that the enemy has reviled. And a foolish people has spurned you, your name. Do not deliver the soul of your turtle dove to the wild beast. Do not forget the life of your afflicted forever. Consider the covenant. For the dark places of the land are full of the, of the habitations of violence. Let not the oppressed return dishonored. Let the afflicted and needy praise your name. Arise, O God, and plead your own cause. Remember how the foolish man reproaches you all day long. Do not forget the voice of your adversaries, the uproar of those who rise against you, which ascends continually. Second Corinthians chapter 8. Great Generosity. Now, brethren, we wish to make known to you the grace of God 
which has been given in the churches of Macedonia, that in a great ordeal of affliction their abundance of joy and their deep poverty overflowed in the wealth of their liberality. For I testify that according to their ability and beyond their ability, they gave of their own accord, begging us with much urging for the favor of participation in the support of the saints, and this not as we had expected, but they first gave themselves to the Lord and to us by the will of God. So we urged Titus that as he had previously made a beginning, so he would also complete in you this gracious work as well. But just as you abound in everything, in faith and utterance and knowledge and in all earnestness and in the love we inspired in you, see that you abound in this gracious work also. I am not seeking this as a command, but as proving through the earnestness of others, the sincerity of your love also. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that you, through his poverty, might become rich. I give my opinion in this matter, for this is to your advantage, who were the first to begin a year ago not only to do this, but also to desire to do it. But now finish doing it also, so that just as there was the readiness to desire it, so there may be also the competition, the completion of it by your ability. For if the readiness is present, it is acceptable according to what a person has, not according to what he does not have. For this is not for the ease of others and for your affliction, but by way of equality. At this present time, your abundance being a supply for their need, so that their abundance also may become a supply for your need, that there may be equality, as it is written. He who gathered much did not have too much, and he who gathered little had no lack. But thanks be to God, who puts the same earnestness on your behalf in the heart of Titus. For he not only accepted our appeal, but being himself very earnest, he has gone to you on it of his own accord. We have sent along with him the brother, whose fame in the things of the gospel has spread through all the churches. And not only this, but he has also been appointed by the churches to travel with us in this gracious work, which is being administered by us for the glory of the Lord himself and to show our readiness, taking precaution so that no one will discredit us in our administration of this generous gift. For we have regard for what is honorable, not only in the sight of the Lord, but also in the sight of men. We have sent with them our brother, whom we have often tested and found diligent in many things, but now even more diligent because of his great confidence in you. As for Titus, he is my partner and fellow worker among you. As for our brethren, they are messengers of the churches, a glory to Christ. Therefore, openly before the churches, show them the proof of your love and of our reason for boasting about you. And those are our readings today. So Zephaniah was was a, a nice book, right? Um, I mean, yes, it it um, talked about what could happen, right? But to remember God's love and that he comes to, to rejoice and to save us and to love us, not to hurt us, right? So... Hope, you know, it, it's a it's a message to here. This is what could happen, but this is why this is what he wants to happen for you. Those who love him, this is what he wants to happen for you and for him for him to love you and to rejoice over you.
So very powerful. And yeah, and so we just, again, another, we had another lovely psalm today written by Asaph and just making an appeal um, to, for God to remember his people, right, to have mercy. And that is definitely something that we can be doing, right, for, um, for our nation and for other nations around the world. We can always pray for God's mercy um, if nations are involved in things that are not godly then we can absolutely uh, take action and pray, of course. And um, and then Paul describing uh, Titus and just um, just showing generosity for the brethren. So just a nice little chapter there as well. So let's go ahead and pray. Dear Lord, Thank you for prophets like Zephaniah to bring the truth of, of what your wrath entails and also what your love entails and that you really want to just love us and you want us to love you. And thank you for that reminder today and at any time uh, in Zephaniah when we need that refresher on that, that you are here to love us, you are here to be our warrior, you are not here to harm us. And we just we just pray that we can remember that it would, when we are in our own struggles, when we just are in just hard times, Lord, we just pray that we can remember that you are not here to harm us, Lord. You are here to love us and to rejoice over us. And, Lord, we just want to appeal to you about our nation and other nations around the world. Please have mercy on us and forgive us. Forgive, forgive the leaders over our nation and other nations who are not walking in righteousness. Lord, we pray for them. We pray for our nation. We pray for other nations. We pray for the leaders of these nations. We are asking you to have mercy on us. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, that concludes our episode for today. Thank you so much for being here. And I hope that this brings you truth and hope of who God is, of why Jesus came, of who you are, and why you're here. I look forward to being with you in the next episode. Take care.